Hi everyone, my name is Walter Lim, and thank you for tuning in to the Majestic Road Podcast. Life with God is a wonderful journey that has its ups and downs, and when you're down, it might seem impossible at times to get back up. But then, you hear an inspiring story of breakthrough that lifts you up and puts you back on the road with the Lord. On today's show, you'll hear the story of Young Lee, a passionate musician who knew early in life that music would play a big role in him serving the Lord. We'll also go into his struggles with fear and loneliness and how past relationships kept him away from God's purpose. He'll share his passion for revival and awakening for the young adults of this generation and what the Beautiful Gate ministry will provide for those seeking the Lord. Plus, his motivation to try and live out his life like the late Billy Graham. Please enjoy our conversation and may it be a blessing to you. Let's get going. Okay, today I'm joined by Young Lee. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, he's a tremendous man of God who loves the Lord, serves Him in so many aspects, and probably one of the best singers I've heard in quite some time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Talented musician who has a knack of getting people into a deep desire to worship the Lord, uh, which is definitely very encouraging for me. And you're also seeking a revival for young adults in this area, uh, something we'll touch later on in this podcast. I appreciate you taking time today, Young. How are you? Doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, recovering from a flu that I had. Oh, springtime flu is never fun. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely uh, definitely suffered for a bit, but definitely like feeling a lot better. Yeah, so. Okay, what what are your remedies for that? Um, just praying and <laughs> hoping that God will get me through it. Yeah. Oh, so you're not a medicine kind of guy yet, or do you ever? Um, I am, but I've been trying to actually um, not take as much because that's like the first thing I run to. Medicine, yeah. So I don't want to feel the pain, but yeah. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. We'll pray for expedient recovery and uh, thank you. You'll be full blessed so that uh, you know when the weather actually gets nicer, you can just enjoy it instead of being stuck in your bed all day. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just want to get to where you are now. You are obviously you currently teach music, right, at the Fusion Academy. Mm-hmm. In uh, Westchester? Westchester, New York, yeah. Right. What's that like? What, what's a day like that for you at school there? Um, it's a very interesting job. I've never had a job like this before. So it's a private school. And it's, um, it's part of this uh, education group. And there's like many different locations. And um, <clears throat> I'm in the one, like I said before, Westchester, New York. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a very interesting uh, schooling system because... What they focus on is um, instead of a classroom setting, you do like a one-on-one -on -one with a student for like an hour. And um, yeah, it's heavily focused on students who have like, you know, students that are not good with uh, like the public school setting. Like, so it's a lot of kids who have like maybe social anxieties, you know, maybe they were bullied before or like some of the kids have like uh, learning disabilities so it's, it's these kids like I would say fusion is kind of like a last resort for a lot of these kids yeah okay. is it do these kids have also maybe like the ADHD kind of attention oh yeah that's that's like almost all the kids there oh, okay. yeah they all struggle with that and yeah it's you know it's each student is like case by case is very different and you know like some some kids have like PTSD oh wow and it's like working with these type of kids um and the great thing about it, like my day-to-day -day is, it's not so much about like, oh, you know, pounding the material into their minds and like making sure they get it. But it's really, for me, it's more about like uh, developing uh, <clears throat> a deep relationship with them. Okay. okay. You know, a trust relationship. And yeah, being able to be even 
a little bit of an encouragement to them is like very rewarding for me. Yeah. Is there a wide age range? Age range for this school or for your class? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex, um, the the whole school it's actually from middle school to high school, so it ranges from like all different grades. So I I for musical I'm the only music teacher there, music elective. So definitely I get all a lot of mu uh, middle school kids, a lot of high school kids. Yeah, like anywhere from like like. 13 to like all the way up to like 18. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That must be pretty rewarding though, knowing that you can actually teach them, but in a way also, as you said, encourage them. Yeah, that's, that's actually the most, that's, that's what I look forward to the most, most, um, look what I look forward to more than being able to teach music is to be able to be like their mentor. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's where you are now. So let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's hear about your amazing journey and see how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, you are teaching music, but music has been a part of your life, a whole part of your life. Mm -hmm. But was there ever a chance that another path would have opened up and you followed something else outside of music? I would say, you know, when I was young, even in high school, I was always like an artsy guy. So anything in the arts field, like I loved creating things. So like, if it wasn't for music, it would have been art. Yeah, but... Creating, like, painting or sculpting? Like, uh, I would say... Or photography? Because I know you said you mentioned you got a camera before. Yeah. Talk. It, not, for, uh, not photography, but more, like, painting and then, like, drawing and stuff like that. I was, like, really into that. But, yeah, I mean, the reason I pursued music, I, I believe it's because God led me that way. But, um, yeah, I, I started seeing that my passion was more strong, strongly towards music rather than like art. But yeah, just anything in that in that field, just creating like arts, music, like I really appreciate it. And I love, I love that, like just that field of uh, creating and yeah, arts oh, and music. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> When's the last time you picked up a brush or even attempted to? Uh, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, like in high school, I used to like, I used to draw all the time. Okay. Like I had, a, I had a hard time like focusing, just like a lot of the kids that I'm teaching. So I understand them, but Every time I couldn't focus, like I would always be drawing, yeah, always be like making something, creating something, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Uh, I was wondering to say, do you have any old sketchbooks that you look back at and be like, wow, I did this? Or I do actually, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't looked at it in a while, but I have actually many sketchbooks that like yeah, I doodled on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's yeah, <laughs> it's in my shelf somewhere. But, yeah. All right. Well, you let's go back to your music though, mm -hmm. because obviously it's something you're very passionate about. But growing up, was there music in your life growing up, or was it something you picked up later in your life? Um, music has always been part of my life. I picked up the piano uh, starting when I was five, five years old. Um, I picked up the cello when I was in middle school, like sixth grade. Um, yeah, like, and I, you know, I, ever since, like, I went to church and did youth group, like, I was, I always just was interested in, like, learning almost all the instruments there, like, bass, guitar, drums, and, um, I think I also learned, like, clarinet and all that stuff, but yeah, it's <laughs> definitely been, a, um, always part of my life because my parents are very musical, too. They love to sing, you know, they play saxophone now, and. Oh, wow. Very musical family, yeah. Wow, I was gonna say. What about singing, though? Um, mm -hmm. Was that something you knew that you wanted to even incorporate in your in your in your skills, or did you want to be more of the you know? Some people have the skill of playing the guitar well, piano well, or any, any instrument well, mm -hmm. but there's some that obviously can sing and 
do multifaceted? Mm. Was there a point where you felt like, felt like, and not not to say that you know in a sense of it, in a prideful way, but you're like, hey, I can sing, or I really enjoy this aspect of vocalizing and and singing the words mm. to the to the music. Yeah, um, I never I never thought that I was like a good or even, like great or even good singer. Um, like I I sang throughout high school, but it was never really in my radar. I was not like, oh, you know, I want to you know, really hone on this, um, hone, in, hone this craft of singing. Cause uh, I was more like just into like playing music and like composing, but definitely singing was like way later down the line. Like, yeah, like way past after college. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you ever find yourself practicing or rehearsing to improve your vocals? Um, Right uh, nowadays, I do. I do try. Yeah, because I realized um, it's always important to always try to hone your craft, uh, get better. Like there's, you know, I don't. I don't believe that. Like, you know, any any artist or like any musician should just, you know, if they really love what they're doing, like that they should just stay where they are. But it's always good to invest in yourself and then get better at what you're doing. So yeah, I always try like every day, like little bits of t- like when I have time, I try to like practice some vocals or maybe even piano. Yeah. Because I know you're also a gifted writer, a music writer, um, and you have put out some stuff. Um, what would you say to people is probably one of the challenges of trying to compose or even put together mm-hmm. a song or even, even a line to, to a track just because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people would not know, and may think, "Oh, it's easy to put three notes together, four notes together." But mm. it's probably not. Is there something that you think you can explain or tell people, like, "Hey, you know, these are the challenges of trying to put a decent track together." Um, I would say that for any composer or writer, I think always, um, it's it's always challenging. It's never, you know, I mean, there's definitely seasons where you know the juices are flowing and you just you know, get songs right away or like you're sitting there and then like all these ideas are flowing, but there's definitely seasons where you're just not getting anything. You're just getting like a snippet here and there. But definitely I would say the biggest, uh, the biggest thing as a writer and composer is to be consistent, uh, to continuously, even if it's like one line, like it could be a word or a melody to like write it and record it down because it can come into use later. So definitely, um, you know, yeah, the challenges would be like those writer, like writer. They call it a writer's block, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, musicians get those too. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the time, all the time. It's uh, definitely, yeah, like it's it's definitely difficult, and I think it's important to uh, try to get past like the disappointment or the frustration. Yeah, okay. and then just get through that season. Okay, that's cool. That's good to know. Okay, I mean, music has been a big part, and obviously, mm-hmm. you felt God calling you to be part of that ministry of worship ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've led worship ministries. Now you're part of Catalyst Agape Church and their worship team. Um, what did you see in that aspect of music and worship and that knowing that God had called you to be in that position? So I would say originally after I graduated from um, my music degree in Berkeley College of Music, I, <clears throat> I originally didn't, was not really interested in my own agenda to go into worship ministry. Wow, I wanted okay. to become a producer, 
and I wanted to, you know, like what producers do is they support an artist and then they help them create an album. And I'm actually really good at that. I'm really good at making music and composing, coming up with ideas. And I was actually well on my way. You know, I was working, I was interning at this um, Korean American music label called JYP uh, USA. And then I was, I already had like a five year plan. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm working at this uh, performing rights organization called ASCAP, but I'm going to work my way and then try to transfer to Warner Brothers Music, and then try to get a job there. So I had all this plan, but um, during that time, I landed this gig at this church called uh, Metro Community Church, and they were looking for a pianist. And so, you know, back in the day, I did a lot of gigs in the city. I, I played a lot of gigs, different types of gigs. And I was like, okay, you know, like, this would be good. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with church music. So I... I go and then I start gigging and I start, you know, playing, you know, help supporting and worshiping at this church. And then it's during that time I had not even a slight, uh, just even clue or even just wanting to be part of like this worship ministry. But it was during that time when like God was starting to like stir really deeply in my heart. Um, yeah, it was, it was to a point where it was undeniable, yeah, like I, I had to switch my path, like the, the way I was going, instead of going into becoming this um, producer, um, I felt like the, during this time while I was doing worship, like the Lord was kind of leading me in that way. And it was undeniable because like during that time, all these opportunities and doors opened at the same time. And yeah, it, it just kind of like, it almost like sped up from there. Like it just, it just kind of like, God kind of just launched me into that direction. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I had no idea. Producer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's... Okay. I mean, when you were pursuing that with, mm -hmm. like you said, the ASCAP and the Warner Brothers and mm -hmm. um, that side of the of the industry, did you want to find an artist that was on the Christian side, or did you not care? Or no, actually, I. It didn't really matter to me. I wasn't really searching for anything Christian. I was mm -hmm. just more like I wanted to get my name out there. Like I wanted to like I, I met all these uh, producers that made some like hits and it's not a easy it's not an easy job, but definitely was interesting to me because that's that's what I basically graduated. Like my degree was specializing in that. Okay. And okay. yeah, that's what I was most interested in. So your goal would be to produce an album mm -hmm. with said artist. Mm -hmm. Win a few Grammys, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, oh, interesting. Okay, that, that, I didn't know that side mm -hmm. about you. That's pretty cool. Okay, um, but yeah, obviously that you know, I mean, is it still on break? Is it safe to say that 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 you're still praying about it and wondering if that's even another avenue eventually, or you're just going each day and then hopefully another door will open for something else? Um, I wouldn't. I would say. Um, I, would, I mean, I would never really close any like door saying like, no, that's not it. But for now, I would say in this season, like that's not something I'm pursuing right now. Um, but definitely what I what I would love to do is um, like I'm writing my, the music on my own. And it's, you know, mainly it's worship and mainly it's Christian music. But I would love to release that and um, be able to encourage anybody, you know, like by releasing like my own like songs that I made. Yeah. So something that I would love to do something like that, but producing, um, yeah, for now I'm not really pursuing that. Well, you're definitely taking the steps God has, you know, 
laid out before you and obviously being up there during service and worshiping. So mm. do you, when you go into a set, given or a worship night or Sunday service or whatever it is, when you're standing on the stage and just preparing, mm-hmm. um, do you go in with a different mindset, different goal each time, or is it just literally letting the Lord lead and kind of find your groove that way? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, I, I would, I would as I led worship, I would assess, you know, like, the, the audience to see if, like, you know, if it's, if the worship's getting through to them. And I would be very aware of, like, my surroundings. But nowadays, I would say, like, I'm, I feel like I'm a little more seasoned in my worship leading. Um, my goal is to just be very free as much as I can and and kind of let the Lord lead. Yeah, I, I try to I actually try to plan as least as possible now. Like I used to plan everything before mm-hmm. and then now it's more very, it's it has become very spontaneous. And I've found, I found just the freedom and the beauty and just like the art and being spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all connected now, I see that. Art, yeah. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you enjoy that now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. And then you must give you that feeling of when you're sitting, when you're standing on there and just mm-hmm. leading. Um, I mean, for me, obviously hearing you and being part of that, I'm definitely very touched and very encouraged. I mean, what does that make you feel like? Is there like an overwhelming sense of joy and, and just, you know, peace when you're knowing that you're up there singing with what God has given you? And seeing the congregation react in a way, you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. I have to tell you, it's all across the board as, you know, like, and I I would say it's definitely different than, like, being a performer. But Mm -hmm. I would say in a worldly sense, like, a performer, like, because I've I've done that too. Like, I've performed on stage with a band and, like, there's no greater feeling than, like, seeing the crowd, like, react or give you that, uh, give that energy back to you. But definitely in a worship setting, like, it... I feel like there's a sense of fulfilling of my destiny and my like of who I am, like what God kind of created, what God created me to be, what He created me to do, and when I see people responding, that's I just feel like, yeah, it's just fulfilling those things mm. in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely, I definitely see that too. So, um, and we do know though that the Christian walk is a journey that has yes. its ups and downs. Yes, and sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> but at what point for you, Young, in your mm-hmm. Christian walk, did you just hit a breaking point and said, you know what, I don't know if I can keep going on. Like, yeah. where is God in all of this? Definitely had a lot of those. But I would say <laughs> the most recent and the biggest one, I feel like, is... Um, and I guess I'm kind of being a little more vulnerable, going a little bit deeper. But, you know, I... Just a little backstory. I... Um, I always struggled, um, and I'm sure a lot of people do, but I always struggled with uh, loneliness, and I didn't know how deep that loneliness went, like was in my life. But I realized um, I didn't want to deal with the loneliness because behind the loneliness there was pain, and then behind the pain there was fear. So because of the fear of facing the pain and the loneliness, I kept covering it with um, relationships and. When I look back, um, I realized that um, you know I've I've been in relationships like back-to-back relationships, and um, you know a lot of people warn me like you know that's that's not healthy. You know you need to take a break. You need to you, you need some time alone. But um, 
I was I was just in a place where I I just I just didn't I just couldn't really uh, I didn't have the bandwidth to be able to deal with um, that pain and fear, so I kept covering it with mm. relationships. And I would say um, it's just last year, you know, I I hit a place. I would say it was it was rock bottom, but you know, I I was um, you know me me being uh, having a heart for ministry and having a heart for what God wants me to do. You know, His purpose and destiny for my life. I felt pretty lost. Um, I felt like everything I was doing, um, nothing was, nothing was working. There was no doors opening. I just felt just completely confused about the direction of my life, what God wanted me to do. And even my personal devotional time with God, I just felt like it was, it was, I just felt like there was a huge block there. And I remember many times, um, in, in those, in, in, in just that you know, time of like frustration and confusion, I would cry out to God, say, God, like, where are you? Like, God, like, I want to go deeper. I want to know your will. You know, I want to hear you. I want to see you. But how come I can't, I can't hear you. I can't see you. And I'm like, Lord, how do I go deeper with you? And it was, it was just random times where I wasn't even thinking. Um, It was like, I was just driving um, just on the highway the Lord was like, young, you keep saying, he said, young, you want to go deeper with me, but he asked me, what are you willing to sacrifice? And um, as soon as he asked me that question, I realized, um, and by the way, I was still in a relationship, my most recent one. Um, I realized that I wasn't willing to give up this relationship. Um, and the Lord was asking me to go into a season of singleness, being a uh, singlehood, being single, and uh, devoting that time to just pursuing God. But um, yeah, I th- that wasn't just the only time. But the Lord kept prompting me with the same questions: like, "What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up to go mm-hmm. deeper with me?" Yeah. So it, it, in in that time, um, I was definitely struggling a lot. Um, just completely lost. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know where to turn to, and that's that's what the Lord was prompting me with, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a time for you just to, you know, really assess. And well, I mean, was it a lengthy time where the question kept, God kept asking you the question, or was it just like... It, it was, actually. It was, yeah. it was almost like three years. Wow. Yeah, of oh my like goodness. constant prompting in my heart, but I kept ignoring it. Ignoring it, it. Okay. Yeah, because I was too afraid. Like, I knew deep in my heart that if I if I obeyed the Lord and I followed in this direction that God was leading me that things would be so much better and like I would my life would start moving forward but I was still I was just in this place because it was comfortable for me yeah it's amazing where you see that 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 trust is such a difficult thing to accept Mm. right and then you know people say it too oh have some faith you know and obviously easier said than done but for something for you and for anybody that goes through a vicious cycle, be it relationship, be it drugs, money, mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's just not so simple to break. And, yeah. and I, I mean, I commend you. I thank you for sharing that with me um, and everyone um, because, you know, we all have fears Yeah. that just really take us out. Yeah. <laughs> and for three years, I, mm-hmm. I give you credit for that. 
Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, when I look back now, I'm like, I, I wish that I started earlier, that I've seen <laughs> this earlier. But right, right. definitely, I would say, to, you know, I would say, like, if someone's struggling with the same thing, um, we have, like, we have to trust and know that there's something so much better than what we feel like we're, we're like, in discomfort, what are, this, you know, whatever cycle we're in, we feel that it's comfortable for us, but it's definitely destructive. And it's, uh, it's keeping us from reaching our potential and like who, you know, and, and walking into the destiny that God has for us. But we have to trust that God has something so much better. You know, it's, it, there's a short period of time where you have to go through the pain. But mm -hmm. when you go through it, like the other side is just so much better than what you're experiencing right now. Right, yeah. right. And I'm assuming, so as you said, it was three years. Yeah. And after those three years... Obviously, God's not going to leave your side because His plans are good for you. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you're sitting here as an example of that. So what was your breakthrough then? After those th X amount of years mm -hmm. of hearing the same question, hearing the same question, and dealing with the same issues of, re of seeking relationship, mm -hmm. where was that breakthrough? What was that like for you when God said, this is it, and now your life completely changed? I, I was at uh, this meeting with a group of leaders, and... While I was just praying, it was just random, but God showed me a vision. And he was showing me of this vision of um, the person I was in relationship with. And this person, um, this person was, what I saw was this big, beautiful throne chair. And this person was sitting on that chair um, with this really big crown that was not fitting her. Uh, this big cape and everything that's just way too big for her. And obviously, if you look at, if you see that in that moment, you know, it's not for her. You know, it's that, that, that throne, everything was not for her. And that throne signified my heart, hmm. my entire life. And what I saw was the Lord taking her, holding her hand, helping her get off the throne, and he let her go. And as soon as I saw that, I saw, um, I saw her face just light up and she was just prancing for joy and freedom. And while she was on the throne, she looked so miserable. And just in those, just in that whole scene, which just flashed before my eyes, like the Lord was saying, you have to let her go. You have hmm. to let her go. And like, as, as long as she's sitting on the throne of your heart, she's going to be miserable. So hmm. you have to let her go. And you have to trust me that I have something better for her. Wow, and it was just so clear to me. Um, it was, you know, it was just so clear that that was the Lord speaking to me. And ever since then, I, I made up my mind. I was, I said, okay, you know, God, I trust you. I, I, I think I waited long enough. I think I hit beyond my fears long enough, and I think it's time that I start obeying and start trusting you. Yeah, that you have something better for both of us. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And how's it been since? that moment it's i i can't i can't sit here and say that it has has been easy but it's it's been so rewarding i i can't even explain it like as soon as i feel that as soon as i um you know left the relationship and i i obeyed what the lord wanted me to do um just doors started opening um things started get, getting birthed you know, like mm -hmm. ministries and 
just personally, I started, I started to feel like I was coming back alive, like coming back to life again. Yeah, I just felt like I was becoming myself again. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel that like, obviously after years, and mm -hmm. me personally, when you struggle with something and then break out of it, when God does break through, you know, you are better, mm -hmm. but obviously you're not completely, you know, healed of it in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I think it makes you a better person. Like you said, doors open, things are birthed, but you've become more aware mm -hmm. where I feel that it's prepared you for if that situation were to come up again, you would know, okay, like a red flag would show up and you would be aware of it and know that God is kind of protecting you in that sense. Yeah. Definitely there's uh, wisdom that that's um, that is gained from the experiences. Mm -hmm. But I would say what I gained uh, the most is um, distrust. So even if I'd say like in the future I found someone, I'm like, this person's it. Or even if it's not a relationship, it's something else. It can be a venture or like a new new thing that I'm starting in. I'm like, this is it. But the Lord's like, no, it's not. Like, you have something else for you. Like, now I have this deeper trust. It's like another level of trust that I can more readily drop and say, okay, you know, God, I trust you. And I'm going to follow where you're taking me. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's what I gain from. That's, yeah. that's great. I mean, yeah. like I said, trust is something that not many people can do right you know i think that's one of the hardest challenges or even for me personally like to say okay god i'm going to trust you that you're going to give me mm -hmm. take care of this or provide this for me mm -hmm. so no that's 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 tremendous and that's that's really encouraging to hear yeah yeah i um just one thing about that is i i feel like what i see a lot of people um struggling with like trust is like you know they say like i don't know if i can trust god with this but how do you Sometimes I feel like a lot, even me, like we don't allow God to, um, we don't allow God to show him his faithfulness and we don't allow him to build that trust with us because we limit God and we want to stay in our safe boxes. So without stepping outside of the box, we can't really uh, experience that, mm -hmm. you know, we can't experience God moving in his faithfulness and being faithful, saying that, and really coming through with what he said he was going to do. And we will never be able to experience that if we're just still in that little small box. So, yeah, it's definitely, at the moment, it's like a risk, but I would say take the risk, yeah. It's worth the reward. It's worth the reward, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. Um, and as we just continue here, obviously, you know, uh, God is very, you know, important in our lives, mm -hmm. but we all get somewhere because of someone else. Could you highlight a person or could be other persons uh, mm -hmm. in your life that you know that you can always count on and that no matter what, that they were there to help get you back up? Oh, man, I have <laughs> so many people. I, I would say just, the tr you know, that's, that's how I just know how important a church community is. But I would say just during that time, almost everybody in my ch church community was like family to me. They were supportive. But definitely one person that I can always trust is my sister, Melissa. Yeah, she's, she's always been a big sister to me. Someone that always um, was always there for me when I was really struggling. Um, always willing to hear me out. Even if I had to like, you know, even those like long rants, she would sit there and just like listen <laughs> to me. So yeah, definitely uh, my sister would be one of those people that, um, that I can always count on. Yeah, to be there for me. Yeah, that's nice. Now you get to be uncle too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's uh, 
my niece is so cute, so beautiful. Yeah, just it's just amazing seeing her grow up so fast. Like I, I, you know, I don't even have a child of my own yet, but just, just it just felt like yesterday that she was born, and she was like this tiny little human, but now she's, she's running, <laughs> she's like talking. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And she's a very infectious smile. Oh yes. Uh, Yes, I love her smile. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Young, thanks again for joining us um, on this Majestic Road podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here with Young Lee, gifted musician, uh, teacher, extraordinaire, uh, producer of music, which I found out <laughs> earlier. Um, you know, we're having a good discussion. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, we're really showing how God has impacted your life mm -hmm. from the beginning till now. But as God appeared to Moses at the burning bush, it's now time for Burning Questions. Young, are you ready? I think so. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. but uh, yeah. These are fun questions. Okay. If you could break bread, have a meal with mm. two people of your choosing, mm. anywhere, anyone, anytime, who would it be? I don't know. This is going to sound so boring, but I, I, love, like, I love history. Oh, okay. I, and I, so I love like, historical figures, but definitely I'm really interested in Christian history. And um, I would love to meet um, this guy named John Wesley. Um, he is the guy that started what they call the first great awakening in the history of America. And through him, like ten, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people came to Christ. Yeah. And just, just reading about his biography and story, uh, I think he was alive in the 1800s or something like that, or early 1900s. Like, yeah, don't quote me on that. But yeah, like he... <laughs> Just amazing man of God. I would love to just break bread with him and just pick his brain. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So John Wesley, another person would be Billy Graham. I always wanted to. Have you ever heard him speak in person or only seen it like on TV? Only seen it on TV. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, every time I, I hear him, it just captivates me. Like I can't like. Even though, you know, some people say he's too old school, but no, something about him just when he speaks. I don't know if it's this charisma he holds. I don't know, but it's just, I, I just, I just can't like It's stop passion. It. I've yeah. never seen anyone with more passion than him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And he's, he's just amazing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, just um, such an important figure at, at like the, like the most right like at the right time in history and like he brought so many people to christ yeah and i would i would love to meet him that's great yeah. okay no that's a good group of people to have a, mm -hmm. a meal with i'd love to i'd have a lot of questions all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like art you like history obviously mm -hmm. and you're a talented musician as i said before if you could collaborate with any artist today mm -hmm. who would it be collaborate um and it could be any genre it's fine too i mean you can say christian or you can go yeah. Off the beaten path. Not not to not to always talk about Christianity, but yeah, like it would it would be a Christian artist. His name is Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas, no, I never yeah, know. he's he's uh, you know he's he's part of a church that you know some people say it's like controversial, but I don't think so. Um, he's part of IHOP, but he's just so gifted, and he's just recently like the past couple of years, he's inspired me so much. Um, yeah, just whenever he sings and worships, it just, I don't know, I just start crying every time. Yeah, so I would love, it would be such an honor to even get to meet him. Does, he, does he tour or does he just do it after he, he does. He does, uh, he gets asked to 
come worship like all like all across America. Mm. Yeah. So okay. definitely one guy I would nice. love to meet. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, and if given the chance, you've mm. mentioned obviously performing, you know, in churches and other venues, but is there a mm. place or a venue around the world that you would just say that's my dream spot to play in? If if we were to say like venues, like in you know, like big venues, I would because cause I'm from New York, I would definitely say Madison Square Garden. <laughs> of course, I mean, because I'm a right. New York. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Madison Square Garden is like one. Because I've been there many times and I'm just like, this place is amazing. You know, I've already performed at Carnegie Hall. So I'm like, that's already off my list. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's it's amazing. But yeah, Madison Square Garden would be one. Okay. Yeah. Carnegie awesome. Hall, what did you do? I played cello there um, with this ensemble. Yeah, chamber ensemble. And it was so much. It's something. Something about that place so majestic. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's. It, that's why it's a very historical place, Carnegie Hall. I can. I can see why. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I agree. Yeah. And then Madison Square Garden is the world's most famous. Oh yeah. Arena. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's an awesome place. That's yeah. awesome. All right, cool, cool. Um, and you did mention your sister before. How mm -hmm. she's definitely been a big impact and encouraging part of your life. Mm. Um, Ever considered doing a duet with your sister? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we were we were already talking about it, like in the yeah. in the talks of it. Yeah, nice. Because I'm actually um, starting to post some of my music and worship online, and you know, yeah, I I already talked to my sister. I said, hey, we should do duets in the future. Um, you know, singing together, worship, or whatever it is. You know, just to sing together and record it and like put it on YouTube or you know Instagram whatever it is yeah so, oh that's cool I want to yeah. look out for that okay yeah definitely yeah, nice that's cool all right and one last one mm -hmm. is there an instrument that you've always wanted to play but never did yes I you know I bought it I bought the instrument too and I'm always like okay I'm gonna learn it I'm gonna learn it but never got around to it and, I, and I'm it's still in the back of my mind I'm like I'm gonna learn it one day but it's uh, it's the harmonica actually. Wow, that's yeah. not easy. It's it's not easy, um, but it's such a it's such a cool instrument. It's such a versatile. You know, I saw like like Stevie Wonder play it, and I saw like I think Billy Joel plays it too. But it's just with the, p the combination with singing and the piano, it's such a beautiful instrument. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, what is this dinky thing? You know, but it's really not. If it's, it has a really beautiful sound, like when you play with. Uh, different instruments together, yeah. If your level gets better at it, would you ever implement that into worship? Oh yeah, of course. I That'd would. be different. People would be shocked. I yeah. Because, I mean, have you heard, I haven't heard a worship set where harmonica is played in it. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I would, I would say uh, not a lot. Not. Yeah, not, not these days. But yeah, that would, I would, why not, right? Like, if, if you could play it, like, why not implement it? And If it's played well, it sounds amazing. Yes, it does. You're right. Yeah. Like no, blues awesome. harmonic, harmonica, yeah. And before we let you go, obviously, we should talk about the Beautiful Gate mm -hmm. ministry that you're um, passionate about and you mm -hmm. want to start. And as I mentioned earlier, it's something about getting revival. And you mm -hmm. mentioned, John Wesley, about a great awakening. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're at a point in this generation and in this point of our life in this world where, mm -hmm. you know, it seems harder and harder every day. Mm -hmm. And especially for the young adults and working professionals trying to find that spot or where do they belong mm -hmm. or how does God fit in all this? Yeah. You know, I'm definitely encouraged by that. So um, how did you come up with this beautiful gate ministry and what was the process of putting that together? Well, this whole <laughs> revival thing, um, 
it's you know it's it's a it's you know it's something that our ministry is focusing on but it's it's something that's been in my heart since i was young i just i just was never able to verbalize it or even be able to like explain it but it was something that was always burning in my heart and it it started ever since um yes like when i was young like i i in my in my young in my youth i experienced it myself just being on fire for god you know in those small ways and in those like naive ways like it kind of just grew this passion for you know to be to be passionate to be fervent for things of god but what really jump started it was when i was uh, serving like my first experience as a worship director at a church um that i used to serve at and um yeah just during this time um i was just god was just bringing all these people to me um and i was just seeing all these things from different churches i i realized and i'm not bashing on any church or anything like that i'm just saying what i what i saw was um you know we a, a lot of christians so-called christians when we go to church we you know we we kind of do this thing where they call it sunday christian and mm. you know they come to church on sunday they're christian for that day and then as soon as they leave monday to saturday they're no longer really christian it's just a label they put on themselves right. and i have seen like just through the many years god has been showing me all these people have been hurt by church you know it says in the bible that the church is supposed to be a beacon of light mm. in the darkest but what i'm seeing is people coming to church getting wounded, getting hurt and leaving the church or just leaving uh leaving Christianity for good. Right. And um that really burdened me. You know, I I question a lot. I'm always like what's what's the point of being Christian? You know, like wh why do I call myself Christian if I'm just going to make it a label? You know, like what benefit is it for me? And um yeah, just yeah, just that that's just something that always been you know such a burden in my heart and i'm like for for many years i was always asking the lord i'm like lord what can i do to help this or change this and just fast forward um many years of me just searching for that and just you know asking the lord you know like lord there needs to be some sort of revival there needs to be some sort of change or reformation in the churches in america you know you hear of churches in africa in China and these several countries they're on fire for they're they're ready to die for the gospel you know they're ready to go to the ends of the earth to uh to spread God's love to these to to all the people that they can find but here you know we're definitely very um it's it's very watered down everything's very watered down everyone's very you know comfortable and um yeah um fast forward i i come to catalyst and um i had this conversation with pastor sam and it's just you know it's just a long story but pastor sam's like what's in your heart you know for the longest time no pastor has ever asked me that he said hmm. what's your heart's desire no one's ever sat me down and asked me that and as soon as he said that i didn't even it wasn't even in my mind but i didn't hesitate to say i said revival i want to hmm. see revival and um that ever since then that was kind of the birth and the start of beautiful gate ministry of course i didn't have the name or any thought or any idea back then but um i was determined in my heart um to start a ministry um that will spark revival in this 
in this region and um, to really help and reach people that are, you know, broken, mm. you know, that have been hurt by church, but just in general, just broken and lost. And that has been solidified actually through my job right now. Wow. Okay. So many kids <clears throat> I encounter, um, they're either suicidal um, or they have no hope for life. Um, mm. They just... Yeah, they just they just have they just don't have much excitement for the future, and they feel that their life and they, that they don't really have a purpose. And seeing that, I realize, wow, so many people put on a mask, and you may walk past like maybe like hundreds of people like in a, in a given day, like in the city, but you'll never know what they're going through. So, I feel like what the Lord is help, wanting me to focus on is healing. And breaking free, helping people break free from this cycle of just, just depression and burden and just like, I don't know, just psychological like, like depression and all these negative things that are just affecting their lives. And as, as we help, this ministry helps people break free from that, we would see revival um, come forth from these people. And, you know, even people in churches, you know, I believe that they're putting on a mask, but a lot of them are hiding this thing. Hmm. So definitely um, um, focusing on that, focusing on healing and breakthrough uh, for this ministry and through worship and through ministry to spark revival, you know, to, to start showing, you know, showing Christ, like Christians and non-Christians alike that there's, there's more. There's more than just church. You know, there's more than just saying, okay, I have to do my dues. I have to pay my dues. I got to do this Sunday thing. I got to go through my same three songs or four songs each Sunday. And mm -hmm. then I go home and do the same stuff again and again. Right, right. And there's so much more. God has so much more. And um, I want to, I, I really want to see that in this generation. I want to see a generation of people standing up, rising up, saying, you know, being passionate for the Lord, you know, being passionate for God and, to know that God has a plan for each and every person in this earth. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, spreading his love and his gospel. That, that, yeah, I just want to see that uh, happen in this generation. And I have, I have a great group of people. Um, I have a great team. You know, we've been praying every Saturday morning, um, nonstop, just every, every week we've been doing it. And, yeah, we're ready. We're ready to uh, launch this thing, and we're really excited to see where God's going to take us. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exciting. Because I know that you were preparing all this time, mm -hmm. and obviously there are challenges, because, mm -hmm. you know, you're a one-person team sometimes, but now yeah. you have this great group mm. of uh, supporters and, and members. Um, and I really do hope that, like, yeah, you, you, you said it before, that there's more to life. Than just the, I'm getting up, going to work, take care of my kids if I have, mm -hmm. come back, do this, and go back to bed, you mm -hmm. know? And I think, I mean, that's going to be a challenge. And I guess that's why I'm hoping what you do, and mm -hmm. you're going to try to pursue that of teaching these people and mm -hmm. showing these people mm -hmm. that um, life is so much more and God has so much more. Yes. You know, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm really encouraged to know that you have that passion. So that's really good. Yeah, beautiful gate. So please check that out. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you guys have any events coming up or is it still kind of like in the works? So I know this is a little late, but our first event will be uh, May 17th. That's so not we're, late. we're kind of in the works of, you know, getting like, you know, like getting a Facebook page up and stuff like that <laughs> to like start inviting people. Right, right. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, we're uh, we're really excited for it. Uh, May seventeenth will be our first launch. I guess it's kind of like a soft launch. Okay. But okay. Yeah, it will be our first gathering. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure to be on the lookout for that. Awesome. And Thank spread you. Spread yeah. the word. Yeah. Awesome. No, this has really been good, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I w- I just like to, as we close, mm-hmm. you know, um, to give a parting gift. Mm-hmm. You know, you've obviously encouraged me, and I hope this whole session has encouraged people but for you personally young in your time this week today a month a year um is there something you could share uh that god placed on you recently um either through a bible verse a song a book an encounter a meeting Mm -hmm. i don't know is there something that you feel like wow god really spoke to me and i'm gonna use that for me and for others i don't have like a specific verse Mm -hmm. or song or anything like that but and I hope this is, doesn't sound too like general, but um, I just want to like I just want to encourage everybody out there. You know, like a, what I've been hearing a lot is like you know maybe like this is it for me. Like I like you know like some people some people feel stuck at their jobs, and like some people feel like maybe this is it for my life. But I want to encourage people to to know that God has actually amazing things planned for your life you know um, sometimes we you know sometimes we um, put our own agenda but when we put when we start to put God's will and his agenda first like he has such amazing things planned for us like way beyond the mind can even imagine yeah so he has amazing things for your life he has a specific plan and a purpose and he has everything planned out for some, like every, every single person's life. So, yeah, just think, I just want to encourage you. Just don't ever feel like your life is, that's it. It's going to amount to nothing. But God has an amazing plan for you. And if you just say yes, yeah, if you just say yes to the Lord, He will take you there. Just say yes and trust Him. Mm, He'll take you on this amazing, crazy journey. He never, he never said it's going to be easy. <laughs> but if you're willing, if you're up for the challenge then you'll start seeing amazing things just in your life. Yeah. All right, so beautiful gate, May 17th. And if not, just come listen to Young lead worship on Sundays. It is amazing. Uh, Young, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Oh, thanks, Walter. This was, uh, this was really good. Yeah, it was really fun, really interesting. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for listening. I hope that what we shared was inspiring and transformative for your life and will help you continue your personal walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and get updates on future episodes. If you would like to recommend someone to join the show, please send us a message on our Twitter account, at Majestic Road. Many thanks again to Young Lee for joining us and sharing his story. If you feel like the journey seems too tough, remember, God will put people in your lives to make that journey an amazing one. So be on the lookout. God's plan for you are always good. I'm Walter Lim. Take care and God bless.